Hey girls, welcome back. It's Rachie and I. We're back together. The fitness instance are back. <laughs> it's really stuck with us, that one, hasn't it? It really has. Let's roll that intro. Welcome to the Move With Us podcast. So today we thought we would chat about, you know, a bit of a, it's not exactly a health and fitness topic, but we do believe that it does come under health to a certain degree because we all know that if we have negative uh, relationships in our life or toxic relationships in our life, it can really take a toll on our, you know, mental health and overall well-being. So today we thought we would cover relationships and it could not be <laughs> at a better time because although this will come out in a couple of weeks and Emma will be officially hitched, um, <laughs> right now she is still technically a single gal. The, the fiance Has stage. it processed that your name will no longer be Emma Dillon? No. Emma Duffy. Emma Jane Duffy. Mrs. Duffy. <laughs> that's like a whole – that's actually I was, I was I was talking to Zoe about name changing and that's a whole nother topic. So when does that happen? Apparently it's a bit of a mess around to actually go through that process. I don't know whether I'll actually change my name straight away. I have to, to do that. You have to change like your company, everything. Mm. It's, it's a lot. So the biggest question is, will the Instagram handle change? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Will the A.D with a ring go into the bio? (laughs) (laughs) these are things we need to know Emma yeah no fair enough probably won't be including Adam's name in the Instagram (laughs) sorry not enough characters Adam we've got other information (laughs) that needs to go in there but I feel as though Adam's secure enough to know that even though he's not in the bio he's still thought of on the daily (laughs) (laughs) no but we're all if you can't tell we're very excited and it hasn't we actually haven't had much time to I guess get excited and as silly as it sounds, Emma, I actually felt so embarrassed because I was chatting to someone only yesterday and I was like, oh, yeah, I saw on Emma's story that, um, you know, it might be raining, like not even through Emma on her story. Like, do I know her? And then I was like, they were like, oh, well, is it an inside or outside wedding? And I was like, I actually don't even know. Emma has literally told like pretty much no one anything about this wedding. Like, can you talk us through a little bit what to expect, I guess? It's not that I've kept it a secret as such. I just feel like I've gone through the motions and I haven't really... Emma's nearly being too far the other way. So you know you have like bridezillas. Emma's like too far the other way where you're just sort of like. exist. Yeah, like is the wedding happening or is this a big like prank? I don't know. It's Well, so that you can tell future people asking, it is all undercover. So the ceremony and the um, reception are all undercover and they're actually at the same venue. So where we're getting married, it's like a massive wedding um, kind of venue that hosts the reception and the ceremony and all that sort of stuff. The only thing. and You want the hinterland sunset pics. Well, yeah. Yeah. The pics. The pics. I don't even need for it to be sunny. No. But – Overcast apparently is actually better. That's what they keep telling me. But, yeah, that's the most upsetting if it rains. It's just literally the picture part of it for memories. But we will be putting out every possible good energy to the weather angels. To the weather angels and just hope that we have. I mean, either way, it's going to be fabulous. There was a suggestion by the (laughs) photographer to actually have Emma just run through the rain, just (laughs) absolutely drenched, running through and just making the most of the day, embracing the weather. 
I had to cancel that. I had yeah. to say, listen, it's not my style. No. And all I can picture is me with my drenched hair and, and the, running the mascara. mascara. <laughs> yeah, I see it too. So we're dodging that. Yeah. You would have been out there as well, maid of honour. You were um, beside me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would be there too, I guess. And, yeah, I guess we can, yeah, it's, anyway, we're very excited. And, you know, I guess this whole podcast today is really about relationships. So we're going to start with intimate relationships, but we're going to branch out. We're just going to go with the flow here. Um, and, you know, obviously we have multiple types of relationships in our life, friendships, um, you know, siblingships. <laughs> Not sure if that's a word, definitely isn't. Um, but yeah, we just, you know, family, obviously there's just different types of relationships. And I guess number one, how do you know if you're in the right relationship or how do you know if there's, you know, red flags or is it toxic, this and that? And then also how do you make time for all of the relationships in your life? Mm, because it isn't just one or two. No. And, you know, we all know like anything, relationships, successful ones require a lot of work. Something I didn't think. I literally was like, you grow up, <laughs> meet them. They Prince Charming walks through the door. You gaze at each other. Me, you, married, mm. baby. Done. And that's it. Like there's no. nothing more to it. Whereas we've, I've, <laughs> I've learned over the years, many wise years I've had um, <laughs> in my <laughs> 20s, that it's just really not like that at all. And there's It'll, for a relationship to be successful, so much work has to go into it. And you often hear, you hear the the whole, she got a boyfriend and she basically ditched all of her yeah. other friends. And yeah. that's the thing. Like it's not just your partner who you're in a relationship with, no. like you were saying. So it's juggling all of these relationships. So you aren't known as a person who ditched their friends. Literally. And I honestly feel like that person at the moment <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in, I'm doing a long distance relationship. Um Guys, I know this is going to sound so strange. I have a really strange um, habit of literally following Emma's dating history like to the T. It's actually really no, scary. No, it is so scary and to the point when, when she I'm was single, doing it, Rachel's always like, I can never do that. <laughs> and the next minute, <laughs> she goes and does it. So like just to sum it up, but pretty much like I'm talking year for year, Emma dated, we both dated someone, you know, from 2019 to 23 yeah. or whatever. The The... The history is identical. So then the final one. To the point. The final <laughs> one. Emma meets Adam, who who is previously divorced, in a long-distance relationship. <laughs> so what do I do? You meet, meet Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> previously, previously divorced. divorced long-distance relationship. Guys, I was like, stop it. <laughs> it's not normal. Like it's And, yeah, and obviously now I'm in it. And, yeah, it's really challenging. But I feel mine's not my relationship so much, but it's because before my relationship I was single for about 12 to 14 months. And in that time I had so much time to focus on my career, my two businesses, and have extra time to put in not only to myself but also because let's not forget the relationship with ourselves. Mm, mm. Also my friends. So, you know, add in a long-distance relationship, travel, um, time, two businesses that require so much of your time, you know, obviously my family's here, my friends here, but even like my own time, I no longer have and feel so overwhelmed and torn between trying to balance my energy mm. because that's more important. Like where am I putting my energy and is it mo most productive? And, and am I happy? Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're giving everything to everyone all the time, well, you're drained, you're so drained and then nothing's enjoyable. So um, I'm definitely that that gal. That tight, that tight <laughs> chest, deep breath yeah. at the end breathe. of breathe. 
you know, when you start talking about something and you get like really like because it's like wound up. Yeah, it's like a, a sore point. Yeah. So anyway, you know, we're getting off track, but let's take it back to first covering intimate relationships. And I guess Emma, we guess you know, there's been a few. There's yeah, been a couple. I've definitely. And this is half because mum and Rachel used to literally Forza. make me go on dates. It was great. I've definitely trialed my fair share, whether it's one date to grilled an Australian burger shop and <laughs> never going back again or being in more serious relationships but realising, you know, after a couple of years that it probably wasn't for or isn't for me. Mm. Um, I have definitely can say that I know Adam's the one because I've trialed other people and it definitely <laughs> I love how we say trial well like, do you know you are on trial <laughs> you know this is a trial <laughs> this is a probationary period so my question is and I mean I could answer this for you because I think sometimes it is easier looking in on a relationship but I want to hear from your point of view how did you know Adam was the one okay first and foremost just the genuine chemistry I felt from day dot and the fact that after four years, almost four years we've been together now, that chemistry is exactly the same. Like there's no doubt in how I feel towards him. That's very true. Like, very true. do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like even sexual chemistry, like that's still all there. Of it. Yeah. And I will be honest, like in the past, before I've broken up or someone's broken up with me, I've there's been a bit of a distaste towards yeah. that person. It's like mm, I'm no longer attracted to you as much. As much. Yeah. And with Adam, there's just never been that question. Mm. And I've never had that like cold feet syndrome where I've panicked and been like, do I really want to be in this? It's always been like, this is 100%. Yeah, like from the beginning, you're like this, you are the one. I'm going to marry you. I'm going to have kids. Like that's how you guys spoke. Um, I remember even Adam saying to mom, like, like, there is no doubt I am marrying your daughter. Like it was just always, you know, matter of fact, like that's what's happening. So yeah, you had that. Any Anything else? That- and also I think I there's things that I value in a partner that I guess he did have. So one of those being um, priori- prioritising me and the relationship, something that I guess I felt in the past is not prioritised and second best to a lot of other things with a partner and something that Adam has always done is show me, not just said, but actually shown me that our relationship is one of his or if not his top priority and our family and our, you know, family little unit kind of thing is his top priority. So I guess that was like a massive green flag for me. And it's interesting because I feel like that's so important because I feel very similar to Toby. I feel like that's so important to us because we value that so much. So isn't it interesting that what's really important when trying to find the right partner is that you have the same values. And it was actually interesting. I was speaking to Rita, our designer, And her partner, Diego, actually had them at the start, like they'd only been dating for a little bit, to write down their values to make sure that they they aligned. Because at the end of the day, it's like if you're valuing family and someone else values friends, that's going to be a problem, you know. And it sounds so simple, but it actually causes massive rifts and arguments. Oh, yeah. And you can still get through it, but it makes life so much harder. Um, also like we are very opposite in a lot of ways, but we have a lot of similar things that deep down we just love to do and, and be, I guess. Adam's completely compromised. (laughs) (laughs) No, we just like, I can spend time with him and him alone and just be so content and happy with that. You do spend a lot of time together, like quality time. Yeah. 
And that's Emma's love language. Quality it time. is. Which she's gets <laughs> everyone knows. Which she gets zero from me lately. <laughs> I always say to Rachel, I'm like, my my love language is quality time. <laughs> hint, hint. And Rachel's like, I'm very busy. <laughs> I'm like, it's like 6 p.m. I'm like, can you go for a walk? She's like, no. <laughs> Um, what else like what's stuff that what's no something well, that you... well something I wanted to point out was I agree completely with those things but for me I think an, the number one thing and I think this comes with age is that you also have learned to um work work on your relationship yeah so yeah. you haven't expected things just to work out you've had the hard conversations you've put effort into making yeah. time for each other you've let each other know your values you're not going in with all these expectations in your head and you're and just expecting I'm being there done that just expecting <laughs> your partner partner to know what you're thinking like, read. yeah Toby often says to me he's like if I don't know if you don't tell me that I don't know that this is something I love about Toby because yeah. Rachel oh God, I'm Rachel's terrible. not the greatest with confrontation terrible. it takes a lot and then normally never ends well whereas what Toby has done is he like forces her to communicate in a way that's like gentle and I guess like somewhat emotional like it's actually yeah. showing your true emotions and I love it yeah I hate I, it I love it I, I think I, no, it, it's grown as a me. person I well, think it's amazing something I've always wanted in a partner was for them to challenge me mm. and he definitely challenges me um, but one thing I wanted to point out was actually he put in the group chat with my mom and Emma the other night. He's like, <laughs> he's like, when you give Rachel like love, affection or like compliments and stuff, what do you receive back from her? And it was like, A, like really like absolutely. thankful and all this feedback or number two, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I don't realize it. And he's quite similar. So he really picks up, but he's like, he'll say something really nice. And in my mind, I feel like I'm really saying like showing him like, oh, like thanks so much blah, blah, blah. and he's like to me it's just like <laughs> love heart love heart <laughs> and I'm like I never knew like I I always knew I was a little bit like that but he really points out areas about me um that I didn't really know no yeah uh which is quite interesting because it actually it, it enables you to sort of like focus a little bit more on understanding that part of you yeah it gives I've you never had a partner do that it's like true self-reflection <laughs> no literally because and I do the same to him you often it's very hard sometimes for you to see yourself because you choose like to focus on certain things about yourself that you may think you need to areas you may um, think you need to improve on but yeah I found I find that quite interesting so for me meeting Toby um, we talk about our future a lot, mm. which is something that I haven't really done in the past. Um, it's very much like we are a team. Yeah. So like, here's the problem. It's not you and me, yeah. it's us and the problem. Yeah. That's new to me. Yeah. Um, I'm quite like defensive and I'm yeah. quite like straight away. I'll be, it's me versus you. And then it's like, no. So like, I think a lot of those things have been like really like, um, have made me feel really like safe in a yeah. relationship. And I think safety is really important. Um, so yeah, like for me, it's, it's been, and I don't know about you, but it kind of feels like, um, you've been together for like ever. And well, also like when you're younger and you have a fight with someone mm. or something like that, it's literally like your on your relationship's on the brink of breakup. Oh, every it's time all, you it's have always an like we're gonna break up. Yeah. Instead of like we're just having a discussion. And and it was only with Adam that mm. it's come to a point where I'm like if we have an argument, which we don't do a lot, but we argue like healthy, every other couple, healthy, yeah. um, it's not like, oh, I think he's going to break up with me if we don't. It's like, yeah, okay, we have our differences. What do we do to resolve them in a way that, no, we might not always agree. I was going to say, sometimes it's just like we agree yeah. to disagree. Like, and 
it's hearing the other person's side and how they feel and kind of respecting yeah. that that is their opinion and they are allowed to have that. 100%. And vice versa. Isn't it, is, is it an age thing? Because for a me, I don't know if it's a person thing, like maybe it's just when you meet the right person, these things happen. Um, but for me, I'm just like, my relationship feels very mature and it feels like things have moved very quickly, but in a way where because it feels so natural to do so? I feel like it's a combination. I feel like it's timing, which mm. is age to a degree, but I also feel like it's a person. When you can place trust and in a person and you feel like there's honesty and you aren't threatened yeah. by what that person's going to do, you do generally open up more and you can build a better base and relationship. Definitely. And even I must say um, also since seeing Toby, I feel like um, I have a lot more, uh, I don't know how to put it, but like downtime where I'm actually just focusing on my relationship instead of mm. trying to intertwine them all the time, like yeah. trying to work and trying to do this and trying to do that. And it's like, oh, and, and here's just my relationship. Mm. Instead, it's like, no, it actually receives a certain amount of time. and a bit of quality time, you would say. <laughs> a bit of quality time. It's prioritized. Yeah. And I must say, I can openly admit I have been quite selfish throughout my 20s. I've been ver very career driven and I haven't always prioritized my relationships. Mm. Um, so it's been interesting for me because it's probably, and I've said this to him, I'm like, it's the first time I want to prioritize it. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just, it's, it's, it's very, it's eye opening. You, you just learn so, I feel like I've grown so much as a person um, in the last you know, six to eight months. But that is what a yes. good partner or a good friend or um a family member that you're really close to like they should be helping you grow I agree if you're in a relationship and you feel like you're being suppressed or you're not being your best self or you feel like you can't be your best self because of judgment or whatever that is that's probably not a relationship you want to be in no I agree completely and that's where like there are red flags that I think oh so yeah let's let's chat red flags mm. And how we can sort of relate these, you know, I don't think, oh, you know, we haven't had really toxic relationships. No. I've had a couple of questionables. <laughs> um. <laughs> I read something the other day, okay, and it was, I can't remember exactly, but it went along the lines of when you're dating a guy, if you know that he wants you, it's because he does, like 100%. really, really basic. If you are confused about his intentions, it's because he has zero interest, like genuine yeah. interest. Alexis does this really good podcast on this and I always relate back to it, but it's like he's just not that into you. And it's like she talks about it from like a friend point of view and a relationship point of view and it's like at the end of the day, if someone can't take the time to reply to a message or mm. to want to see you or to want to prioritise you in any way, there's not much more to it. And I know yeah. we, we like to think there is. We like to justify in our heads that it's like, oh, he's sick. Maybe <laughs> he's not. Happened. Yep, he's, he's really hard. Works busy. But it's like, no, no, it's just he's just not that into you. Like same so with friends. True. You know, at the end of the day, it's like you will prioritise what you have time for. And I think it's also important, though, to understand that, like, those things will, like, vary. So it's, like, at certain times in your life, um, you know, you'll prioritise certain relationships, mm. like, more than others. Yeah, definitely. But I think at the end of the day, like, I might not see you mm. literally for two or three weeks mm. because our schedules completely clash. You're away. I'm whatever. But I still know at the end of the day oh. what the level of our relationship is. I don't think so you can count our relationship because it's, like, uh, <laughs> we're, like, 
family, we're like bonded to each other. I think that we have a lot, we allow for a lot of flexibility. Mm. So we aren't like, I'm not like, I expect a certain amount from you. Yeah. And I think that it gets like this eventually with your partner too. Once that bond is so strong, don't get me wrong, the work's always there, but it allows for flexibility in certain time yeah. frames where you're like, you know, but if it's a newer friend or even just a friend that that bond's yeah. not as strong, it is more difficult and they usually do take offense to it. And, um, you know, it, it that's where it gets a little bit more it complex. Needs a bit more nurturing. Yeah. So, like, my second thing is, you know, obviously we're a really close family. We work together. So, that is always something as well. Like, we see each other a lot at work. I see my, I speak to my brother every single day, if not see him most days. Um, but I guess we also make a lot of time as a family outside of that to catch up. So, you know, if we're all here every Friday night, we're having a dinner at someone's yeah. house or we're doing something on Saturday, you know, we're planning holidays for this year and it's it's the family. So what I struggle with is if I'm not with Toby or if Toby's here and I have that little bit of spare time outside of work, I usually first, like first is family. So mm. that's where my time will go. And then next to that is friends. Yeah. And that's where it can get a little bit tricky. And, you know, trying to juggle all of those relationships is quite hard but I also know how important it is to prioritize your friendships because I think there's a need for different relationships in your life um and and I guess it's where I'm lucky but also it's dangerous is I get like most of those from Emma like she's a family member but she's also like a best friend you know same with mom same with Mm. Liam so it's like because we have such a strong bond it's It's easy it's easy yeah easy that's the best way to put it it's easy. It's easy. So for me, I guess, you know, I don't know if you've heard on like every podcast, <laughs> the whole time efficient thing, like it's still a goal. <laughs> I'm We're still, still trying to reach that. I'm still struggling with it. Back we, to the red flags. Red flags. Yeah. Um, yeah, like not feeling like you can be yourself yes. and not having that trust. Yeah. Um, Control for me is a big one. Yeah. Like if you feel like that person is trying to sort of like control you tell you to finish your dinner (laughs) (laughs) Emma once had a boyfriend and we're all at like a family dinner I love that Rachel just I can't never forget I can't I can't I love it it's just so disturbing (laughs) and we're literally all like sitting there Emma's a grown ass woman and her partner turns to her because she didn't finish all her food I think she was having salmon she was I remember and he's like Em Zing he's like Em Zing you haven't finished that salmon you better big day eater and I was like (laughs) <laughs> looking at him like she is not a child and like scary man Toby and I talk about this a lot like parent-child relationships and that's really common so in a relationship if one person plays more of a parent role and someone's a child that like what you want to <laughs> that was that like some little baby like. yeah no literally but what you want to aim for is like an adult adult relationship where you know you're both contributing you're both um respected you know, yeah and anyway, so control's a big one and I've had um, a couple of relationships like that. I think chemistry. like Yeah, I was going to say, like, you've got to be attracted. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to say it, like, physically. Like, you yeah. do have to physically be attracted Sex to your partner. Sex is important. It is super important. It's one of the – well, the way I view it is your partner, if you're in a monogamous relationship, yeah. is the only person in the world who can give you that – like style of intimacy oh 100% so if you're not like it's a pretty big thing that you and your partner share and if you're not connected in that way like to me that is a personal red flag yeah and I just think you know at the end of the day you've got to ask yourself if that's already fading and you're in like the first you know three to five years of a Mm. relationship 
that's probably not the best sign when you want to like look at being with this person for, you know, what, 60, I don't know, 50, 60 years if it's yeah. already a bit of a, you know, and sometimes it's not always that you can't improve it. I think a lot of people, once they start lo- losing that chemistry, they shy away from it and they stop talking about it. Mm. I think communication around sex is super, super important and it helps you actually keep that intimacy and know what your yeah. partner wants and try new things, etc. But I think that when you, when it starts to fade and then you're both embarrassed to talk about it yeah. and then it's it becomes unspoken. this awkward thing and then next minute, you know, you're really just friends. Yeah. Which you know, it is Might important. People, yeah, but... maybe. And, but I think it's a pretty yeah. important part of a relationship. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So they're definitely like the main, probably the main red flags. But I guess like my, my question to you is how do you balance, you know, seeing family, friends and Adam and work? Yeah. I mean, obviously Adam works, Adam and I live together. Can I just say like when we were doing long distance, this was a lot harder. Mm. So I think the situation you're in at the moment where you struggle because you feel constantly pulled, especially Mm. because you are away Mm. quite a bit, that's really, really challenging. I think what makes my life a little bit easier is Adam and I now live together. So I see him a lot and we do spend quality time together a lot. So then when mum and dad are visiting or if I want to see you, like I have no issue around that. Adam goes away for work as well. So there's that time where he goes and sees his family and friends. Mm. And in terms of friendships, I love like if there's a girl's lunch on or something like that, I will always prioritize that. Where you can kind of see everyone at once and stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I see like my closer friends more often. Mm. Um, So I just kind of juggle it like that I'm lucky well we're lucky that a lot of our friends like to do the same stuff yeah so exercise or or go mm. for a coffee or but then I'll bring it back even further so okay that's the friendships like fitting them in here and there um and also I guess allowing your friend to understand the expectation of the friendship like hey this is currently like what I'm dealing with please know that if I'm not seeing you as often it's not because I don't want to Mm. it's just because right now it's really challenging but my biggest struggle more than anything is my own time yeah I really have not been able to have and I guess why it's so challenging is I went from having so much, much of it, it yeah. to now having like you're really adjusting back yeah I'm adjusting back to like not having it as much and I guess you know for you living with Adam and him working at home and being together pretty much all the time how did you allow for that um one-on-one time with yourself well uh, it's funny you say that so he has like a full room set up as an office in his uh, in the home so I won't necessarily see him from like 10 till 5 I might like go in and have a quick chat to him throughout the day or he might come find me and we'll like talk but it's very rarely during our work time that we actually spend a lot of time together it's more so the times around that so often he works a little bit later So in the afternoons, like from about five, that's when I do my girly stuff. Like I might give myself a facial or I might go for a walk or I might watch my favorite TV show when he's like in late meetings. That's the kind of time I take for myself. But in saying that, Adam's also very good at doing, you know, being independent. So often I'll find him like out on the balcony reading a book and I'm just like, you know, he's so happy to spend his own time doing his own stuff. Which is, I guess, really nice. It's good to be in a relationship where your partner can be independent to a certain degree because it's like when 
when that person is really relying on you for happiness. It's and heavy. It's so heavy. And it's like, listen, I've got all of this and then I feel like you need, you're like, you're needing so much of me. Mm. And then I also think that's probably a red flag is, yeah. you know, if your partner is just like constantly like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Like Highly like oh, needy no. to the point where like they're not appreciating or respecting the other relationships that you have in your life that you need to put time into, whether that's work, yourself. Yeah. And like let's, you know, let's be real. We all know that when you start seeing someone and it's yeah. exciting <laughs> and it's this and it's that, we are all guilty of yeah. being a little needy. You know, it is, I, I can nearly say in every relationship like I've the, had. the like lust, yeah. you know, we yeah. all have it. We've all been there. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's just important to be aware of it. So it's like, okay, I'm, I am in this stage. I'm understanding that, you know, I'm a little much. They're a little much. I like to call it the six month <laughs> yeah. phase. Yeah. I like to be like the honeymoon period, yeah. right? It's like a six month honeymoon period where it's like you have a grace mm. to do whatever you like in that time. If you need a bit more time with your partner, like no one's judging you. But if you, I just become constantly. Well, this is yeah. attached, then that's no. a bit. And this is what I was saying to a friend the other day because she was she was a bit upset that she wasn't seeing a friend as much because they're in a relationship, a new relationship. And I was like, listen, like, again, I think it's an age thing, but you just understand the period that person's in and mm. you don't hold them, you don't like, no. you know, hold them to it and be like, you are terrible. It's like, no, I understand. You're you in let a new, them be. Yeah, Go and live your best life. Let them be. <laughs> let them lust it up. You know, it's one of, it's such a beautiful stage. And it's just, I guess, like, as long as you're aware of it and, you know, you're, working towards creating more of a balance I think that like that's absolutely fine um but it's definitely something that yeah just you know be aware of it yeah and I guess like coming into being married with Adam what's next like what are you honeymooning I was just like what's happening I was just talking about this so obviously with international travel being so up and down we haven't booked anything everyone's like what Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we haven't. I'm telling you guys, yet. does the wedding exist? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, it's it has been a very weird time to get married in because yeah. there's you can travel, you can't travel. There's venue limitations. Like everyone's a bit funny about it. Yeah, that's fair enough. But what we have done is we've tentatively planned a holiday. We just have to pick a month this year in to go to Europe. So we want to go for a couple of weeks and we would love to be able to do that, you know, between kind of April, May or June, whatever works. Probably like June, July for Europe because weather. Yeah. And that's what I'll be going over. So, yeah, I did find out today that Rachel's going over. So we'll probably tee up a meet up. Emma's honeymoon, the whole family. (laughs) I mean, I would love it if everyone came. Everyone's like, what are you doing after the wedding? And I was like, oh, just going to Noosa with the fam. (laughs) So, yeah, so we we drive down on Friday. We By the time this comes out, you guys would have already seen it. But pretty much we drive down on Friday and we have the wedding on Sunday and then we're pretty much staying a week in Noosa. Which, which will be so nice. Oh, I feel like I haven't had a proper holiday in so long because with, with having a fitness business, like you never really get a Christmas break no. because it's such a busy time of the year gearing up for January. So it's really nice. I'm really looking forward yeah. to And hopefully the weather's okay. It's okay. Look, the weather's very... Like we said, like we're praying to the angels because the weather's very up and down. But yes, hopefully Europe. That is like the dream. Where in Europe are we thinking? I would love to do um, Spain, a little bit of, um, I'm having a mental break, the Greek islands. And I was looking at Italy because the food, um, but then you're going to Croatia. So I might be coming that way. 
Toby and I are thinking Croatia and Turkey. Yeah, that would be amazing. Because they're quite close. We'll just go to the two places and, yeah, spend a bit of time there because there's nothing worse no. than trying to go to like a thousand places and it's just you're traveling the whole time. That's why we're like three three places max. We we do like to get somewhere and like chill Enjoy out. Enjoy it. You're the yeah. same as me. Like yeah. we're, You don't want a holiday after your holiday. No, and no. have to pl- get on a plane every two days. Oh, no, it's terrible. It's not for me. No. But, yeah, so that's like exciting. Well, we're very excited, guys. We're going to keep it short and sweet today. We honestly just wanted to jump on and just share our thoughts around a couple of, you know, relationship topics. But this could obviously be so expanded and we could go into so many different areas. But, yeah, it's just it's an exciting time. So we want to keep everything positive. Um, And, yeah, we are just kind of like. Let us know if yeah. there's stuff that you want to us to delve more into. Yeah, if there's certain areas or topics or we could do like Q&As on this mm. and kind of you guys can give us scenarios of like the current relationship yeah. you're in. And we could maybe just give our opinion, not yeah. saying we're right. Listen, but. we're not relationship counsellors. It's just from personal experience. <laughs> we still have a – I am learning every day, honestly, and that's I guess what's exciting too is like you should be growing in your relationship. Yeah. You should be learning. That's a great way to finish this podcast off, Rachel. I love that. Beautiful Beautiful by me. All right, girls. We will see you all in the next podcast. Love you. Bye.